Welcome to my home. You mean my home. It's neither of our homes. But it is our podcast. Glitter and gay. Coming your way. So thanks for tuning in today. And this is the finale for season one, episode 12. Get the fuck out. Did I you know. just do that? <laughs> hey, just go right ahead. Did you mean to do that? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Oh, Jesus. It's it difficult is. to find good help. It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're, they're, they're ready to go. I know. They're, they're done like, with us. They're like, we got to make it back like, before traffic. Like, we have heard enough of them. I know. I was like, I'm going to play these episodes all oh. throughout the week yeah. until the next episode comes out, <laughs> just because I love hearing my stories and your <laughs> stories. And I'm like, we're going to get so many views and plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stars and pipes. Stars and pipes. I like it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's growing on me. It's growing on me, too. I like stars and pipes. I still like from the gas station to, to the, the bus, bus station. Because, y'all, now I think you guys actually get why that's so significant. Right. It's like everything that you've heard for the last, this is probably three months of content. Right. Was created from the gas, gas station, station to, to the, the bus, bus station. station. Don't overthink shit. Just do what's in your heart. Just exactly. Speak from your heart. Speak from your heart. Yeah. Um, and some of the reason that people have an issue speaking from their heart is because, like, they're so worried about what other people think and something that I've always admired about Glenda Baker and the reason, and I was the one who said I wanted to do this episode. uh, I will go ahead and say, this is my idea. Go right ahead. (laughs) Is because uh, there, so we're calling this episode behind the scenes, how to give zero fucks, but with class. Right. I have always felt that as a society, we are taught that believing in yourself is obnoxious. It, egotistical. Egotistical. How dare you think you are worthy of that? Right. I remember, like, even sometimes in my own family, saying, like, I want this, this, and that. And people were like, okay, relax. Yeah. You know? Instead of being like, you should. Yeah. You should want those things for right. yourself. You are worthy of those things. Right. And I struggle with it. And then I watch you do it. And you know what made me think of, I don't know if you remember this. We had our first little phone call about doing this and um, you were wrapping up your divorce and you were starting to put yourself out there again. Yeah. And um, and I was like, how are you feeling? Are you worried? And without missing a beat, you said, why would I be? I'm a catch, Tyler. I have a great business. I have a great personality. I have great children. I have a lot of people who love me. I have a very abundant life. I am a catch. What am I worried about? And I was like, fuck. I'm like, okay, yes, 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 and yes. And I loved how like it was instinctual with you. It was like this fierce self-confidence of just like a, no, like, I'm good and they're lucky. And how did you get there? How did you get there? Oh, it took a lot of Mm self-discovery. It took a lot of self-awareness. I am unapologetically me. Mm -hmm. Period. And do you like my outfit? (laughs) 
For the people who are listening to this with their ear holes and not watching us <laughs> on YouTube or right. Instagram or TikTok right now, let me describe Glinda Baker's <laughs> outfit for this final episode. Um, firstly, uh, her pants are like a black disco ball. Yeah, they're sequined. <laughs> I mean, Sequen Do you have three pairs of them? They're all identical. I loved them so much that I knew that like I would go through them and I would need like a second pair. And then I was like, oh, if I need a second pair, I'm going to need a third pair. So I got three pair. All at the same time? Uh, no, within two or three weeks of each other because okay. I didn't want them to run out. Um, and then I bought the boots separate. That's a separate piece. I didn't want them to run out. These pants were in high demand. <laughs> they're like, sorry, I'm, I'm sure they're on the clearance rack because only one person can pull them off. <laughs> but <laughs> go ahead. And then the boots I bought separately. And then this shirt. Is this shirt too stinking cute? This shirt is very oh, cute. I found it and I was just like, this is so cute. I've got to have it. But the reason why I kind of brought it up was because I remember these girls at... Um, my first real estate office and, oh, they were the popular girls and they were so beautiful and they were so pretty and they sold real estate and they were so smart. And I wanted to be one of those girls. Like I wanted to be one of those girls. I wanted, I mean, everybody loved them. Mm -hmm. They were like the darlings of the office. And so my office was on the other side of the building. And I'm walking down the hallway and they're talking about me. And I can hear it. I can hear them talking about me. And this one girl says, who does she think she is? Does she think anybody takes her seriously in all that sparkle? And I was crushed. Because they were nice to me to my face. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had been to the baseball game. I have a picture of them with with me. I'm with them at the baseball game. We're friends. Right. And they were laughing at me. Uh -huh. And I ran back to my office and I closed the door and I started crying. And I called my mom. And my mom said to me, she goes, Pumpkin, you were not meant to be like everybody else. Those girls, they're just like everybody else. That's not you. You find power in being you. Don't look for your power in someone else. Don't look for someone else to give you power. And I remember her saying those words to me. And I pulled myself back together. And I just said, you know what? From that point forward, I was going to wear more sparkle. Mm -hmm. I was going to double down on the sparkle. And so many sparkles. <laughs> so, she, she lived by that term. So many sparkles. As an inside joke ish. <laughs> You're not the only one to double down on the sparkles. <laughs> it just exploded with sparkles. Sorry. You just have no idea. At some point, I should save that video and release it. <laughs> You're going to need Sorry. some parental signatures. <laughs> well, they're all adults, right? I know. It's anyway, <laughs> we digress. Okay, so anyway, I, I have to tell you, it was just, I just, I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. And, but I think, like, living in your truth, like, I've been married three times. I have two children with two different men. I love to wear sparkle. My hair is a hot mess. I love makeup. I say bad words. I don't give a shit. Like, seriously? Like, 
there was a point in my life where I wanted everybody to like me. Remember Frank Botdorf, Dan Asbury, Michael Martin. I wanted them to choose me. And at some point of my life, I was like, this is like, you're killing yourself trying to fit in, trying to be liked by everybody. Like, Everybody is not going to like you. You need to stop this, Glenda. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy. And it came along with the sobriety, like getting very clear, very certain, very focused on what I wanted. And nobody was going to give it to me except me. So I don't give a shit what you think because you aren't writing the check for me. You aren't. And I was so fucking sick and tired of, I was exhausted. Tyler, I was exhausted trying to make you my friend, trying mm -hmm. to make everybody happy, trying to be something that I wasn't. And quite honestly, I had forgotten who I was supposed to be with you. Yeah. Like I was supposed to be this with this person. I was supposed to be that with that person because that person didn't like it if I was like that. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. And I was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done. And I, and I seriously just, gave up and I was like I don't give a shit if you like me praise the Lord and if you don't like block me yeah unfollow me like yeah. when people like when people talk shit to me on social media I'm like you do you understand those three buttons in the top right corner like they're unfollow mute and block feel free to do all three please yeah. Like you don't have to listen to what I have to say. And I, if I offend you, if you don't like what I have to say, just block me. Totally. So, yeah. And I, maybe I missed out on the grace part. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one of the things uh, that has been hard for me is, you know, even if I don't like somebody, like if they're just not my cup of tea, there's part of me that I'm, there's like a, a part of my soul that still needs to know that they at least like me and not like, like me in that they think we should be best friends. But I was like, when we walk away from each other, I want everybody to say Tyler's a good person. Tyler is kind and Tyler is funny. Like, you know, and but you are so, but I, but these people, who gives a shit what those people think? I know. I, and I'm getting there. I am. So I've, 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 I've come up with a concept that works in my head for me. And what is that? And so like, for me, everything's a brain trick. Right. And, and, and it really is like, I've got to, I've got to interrupt that thought pattern yeah. and that need yeah. and be like, what's that about? And then think about it from a different perspective. And I started, I started to have a really real experience in life where I was wanting to build a social life. I think everybody identifies with this moment of feeling like it's Friday night and I want to go to dinner. And I'm like, I think I've got like three people I can text for dinner. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I don't feel like I have an endless supply of people that I could reach out to and say, Hey, do you want to have dinner tonight? And I, there was like a, a shame in that for me of like, like, Oh, does that mean I don't have a lot of people who like me? And I watched um, an interview with Brene Brown and Oprah and they talk about um, the concept of a true best friend or like a true great relationship and that person that no matter what's going on in your life you can go to them be totally honest be totally open say like here's what I'm going through here's what I did 
it doesn't feel good and I just need to talk to somebody about it and just like know that no matter what that person has your back and Brene Brown was like you are lucky if you get one or two of those in your entire life and she was like and she goes and I think if you think that you have more than three then you don't know the kind of relationship I'm talking about she's like because I think they're that rare She's like, I think they're that hard to find. And people who think they've got like so many of them, she's like, you're not talking about the kind of closeness I'm talking about, the kind of just like true, deep love and connection and friendship. And I was like, oh, good. <laughs> like, I was like, because that's what I've been worried about. I was like, I do only have, um, you know, Austin is is my is my best friend. And he's really the number one. Like, there are zero edits. I mean, yeah. he knows every dark nook and cranny. And growing up, that for me, that was Tiffany. Tiffany is still kind of like my, she's my sister. She lives in California, so I don't see her as much. She doesn't know as much about me now. But I would, I would never sugarcoat anything for those two. Those are my two people that I'm like, so here's what really happened, you know? And, and you need those people in your life. But it's rare. And after that... I started thinking about the fact of like wanting all of these relationships and then also feeling exhausted by them. Yeah. Just being like, I can't keep up with this many yeah. people. And like, and then all of a sudden I was like, okay, there's 10 birthdays this month. There's four babies being born. There's seven weddings this summer. And I'm like, I want to love a lot of people. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I started, I, I came up with this concept one night when I was just kind of like writing and thinking about life of like, and I started thinking about my life is like a bus, you know, and I'm driving this bus of my life and there's only so many seats in that bus. And so I need to be like really careful with how I'm filling that bus up. And like, and if you're not on the bus, you will always get my kindness. You will always get, you know, my respect and, you know, but like I can only be close with so many people. I can only have deep, wonderful relationships with probably the people sitting in the front seat of the bus. And then I've got a lot of friendships down, down the rows and also getting comfortable with the fact that like buses stop at, at different stations. Some people get off and some people get on. And next thing you know, you're making rotations again and people get on that you haven't seen in forever. And somebody gets off that is making a lot of noise lately and like has just been in a mood and they got to get off the bus for a minute. And like it has just helped me so much because like now anytime I'm like worried about what somebody's thinking or if it's somebody that has a seat on my bus, I'm just going to ask them. You know what I mean? And I'm just going to go to them and, and say, like, I was having a moment the other day. And I was like, and I kind of saw something as this. And they could just be like, well, you were crazy because that's not what happened. And I feel a little bit closer with them now. Right. And like I've been able to go a little bit deeper with them. And I think they even move a few seats forward on the bus after that right. conversation. And I think that's awesome. And I've also gotten comfortable with the fact that like some people are getting off my bus and I don't know if they're going to get back on. You know what I mean? I yeah. still have love for them and I still have respect for them. But you know what I mean? I'm driving down. I'm, I'm taking a different route these days. And, you know, my I'm not stopping at the bars anymore. You know, I'm I'm really stopping at the mental health stations and taking good care of myself. And, you know, and it's not been for everybody. But thinking about my life in that way has been so helpful. You know, like, I, I'm sorry, you got to get off at the next station. And being really excited when, I mean, I feel like you're on the bus now, right? Like, like you're, you're, you're on my bus. Thank God. And, and, you know, and honestly, I've known you forever, but like this experience yeah. has like 
you know, it's put you in the, in those front seats. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, like there's a connection here. There's this real thing. Like I'm invested in you. I'm invested in your life. And like, okay. I want to know what's going on with your kids. I need to know what happens when you get home and see your son face to face. Ryan, we talked a lot about you this, <laughs> these last two days. I want to let you know that if you are worried about what we think about you, <laughs> you're you should, right. You should be, <laughs> but you should also know that we've laughed a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's not—it's not been as bad as you think. I, uh, Glinda's pissed. <laughs> Glinda's definitely pissed, but it's not as bad as you think it is. It never is. You know what I mean? We have a sense of humor about everything. Yeah. And you know, poor Ryan has probably been not that well—not no. that well the last two days. No. You know, I. Um, it's interesting that you use the bus analogy. Um. I had the opportunity to hear Jesse Itzler. Do you know him? Mm -mm. Jesse Itzler was the CEO of Marquee Jet. He is married to Sarah Blakely, who owns Spanx. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're She's both. She's a shark. Yeah, exactly. And they're both in Atlanta. And he did the keynote at my company awards banquet last month and he talked about something very similar and he's like you never know when is the end of your bus ride and when the bus ride ends and the people that are on the bus with you are you going to be fulfilled that you spent your life with those people mm-hmm so it's so interesting to me that you used the bus analogy because I've been thinking a lot because you never know when the bus ride's over. No. And will you be happy with, with the route that the bus took and the people that rode the bus with you? Yeah. Like I'm thinking I, I want to have to change my tires routinely. You know, I want to I wanna have a lot of adventures. I want to yeah. meet a lot of people. I want, I want my the group of my bus to be very surprising. Well, you and, know? and the maintenance of the bus, think about it, mm -hmm. like the oil that you're putting in the bus, the care that you're giving to it. I mean, just kind of think about like the visualization of everything that, that, that it means, like how you take care of it, how you invest in it, the tires, the people on the air conditioning, the hot, the cold, everything there. There's a lot of, of visual to that analogy. Well, it's funny that you say that because in my head just now, I was like, is my bus a Greyhound? Is it a double decker? Is it a yellow school bus? And I do think it's a yellow school bus. Really? <laughs> I do. I, I think it's a yellow school bus. Always reminded me of where I came from and that oh, I'm not better than anybody else. You know, I'm just I'm just another person and we all have access to a school bus. Oh and like, my god. You know what I mean? Like that's really that and that was just instant. Whenever you started thinking about like the, the visualization of your bus, I was like, Oh, mine's definitely just a regular old yellow school bus. Oh, it's so funny because mine was not. <laughs> what was it? I was like Dolly Parton's bot bus. <laughs> like, like fully, like fully literally, like completely and totally like Schwarzky crystalled up. Like I would totally have like stars in rhinestones on my bus. And I was just thinking to myself, like, like, and the people that were put off by that would be like the people I was, my ex sister-in-law, 
we're going to um, see my mother-in-law in Florida. And we're flying down to Fort Lauderdale. And my ex-sister-in-law is flying from California to Atlanta, Atlanta to Fort Lauderdale. And so she is on the same flight as we are from Atlanta to Fort Lauderdale. And she comes up to me in the airport. We arrive, and she's already there at the gate, and we arrive at the gate. And she looks at me, not, hello, how are you doing, Glenda? So good to see you. She looks at me, and she goes, you know, I'm thinking to myself, who walks through the Atlanta airport in sequin pants? Dolly Parton? And I look up, and it's you. And I was thinking to myself, you would not be on the bus. <laughs> like you would not you like don't get on the bus. I mean, that's the thing is like, I think that like, like you attract what you project. Mm -hmm. And I know that the people that I've been so blessed and so fortunate to be surrounded by, you know, for me, I'm so surrounded by unconditional love. Mm -hmm. I feel that from you. I want every person that's important to me to feel that from me. Yeah. I also feel like you living the way that you live. Of course, there's going to be people, right, who are like, that's a lot. Yeah. There's also going to be people who are like, oh, if she gets to do it, then I get to do it. Yeah. Right? Like you create a space and you create permission yeah. for people to be like, I'm also not going to give any fucks anymore. Yeah. Like that looks like a lot more fun than what I'm having right now. Yeah. That looks like the joy that I've been looking for yeah. and like you're modeling for people. Yeah. And it reminds me of a, the, I learned this in a soul cycle class, <laughs> but <laughs> you never, you never know where you're going to pick up a nugget. I know. But, and um, you got to be open to the nuggets wherever they come. Mm -hmm. And so my uh, favorite spin instructor ever, and I'm a huge spin junkie. Are you I'm, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm big into it. And um, uh, Elena Kochavosky, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm saying it right, um, but her name is definitely Elena, and I might have butchered her last name. Um, but I was so obsessed with her. She was at like a smaller spin studio before Soul Cycle for years, and she was like their star instructor. And that place closed. And then she went to Soul Cycle, and it was actually like a humbling life lesson because she was like, you could not get in her classes at the other place. And then she moved to Soul Cycle, which is like the big brand and has a lot of really established instructors. And it was interesting to watch her take that humble pill, right? And step into a new audience of people who didn't know and her classes weren't filling up. And, you know, I started going to there in the beginning. It was used to her classes just being packed and there being like three or four people in her class and her giving the exact same energy, the exact same class. She was like, she's like, people will find out soon enough. Yeah. She's like, I'm doing my thing. People will, people will yeah. find me. My audience will come back. And of course it, it took very little time before people were like, oh, we're taking Elena's class. Oh, I yeah. mean, she's a star. And one of the things that makes her so special is. There's a, if anybody goes to spin classes, there's always a moment usually like the third to last or second to last song where it's usually kind of like a recovery song. And it's also kind of like a mindset song. And then, you know, the classes get intense and then there's this usual, like very like, you know, like soulful kind of slow music. And they're like, just ride, just do whatever you're feeling. And, <laughs> um, and then, and then some of the instructors will start giving just kind of like this, and it feels like you go to church for a second and they just start preaching. And Elena's the best preacher I've ever met in my life. Really? I mean, the stuff that has, I, I can't tell you how many soul cycle okay, classes. So what did I've she say? In. So she's like, I want to tell you guys a story. I 
have my uh she's like my niece is visiting me right now and she i want to say she's like 10 years old and uh and she's like and i love her but i don't get to see her that often you know and life happens and we don't get to talk that much and i get wrapped up in my work and i get wrapped up in my life and um you know and she's like and for me i'm just living right like i'm going to work i'm uh, leading these classes. I'm doing the best that I can. And she's like, and sometimes, you know, I just get home and I recover. I go to sleep. I have my dinner and I wake up and I do it again. And, you know, and it's this pattern and it's this cycle that I live in. And, uh, and she's like, and I'm just feeling so good right now because my niece told me yesterday at dinner out of nowhere that, uh, when she grows up, she wants to be a fitness instructor just like me and that I'm her hero and that you know she's been watching me and uh and that and that she wants to be just like me and she's like and i got to think and she was like i've been this person's hero just just living and doing my routine and uh and she was like and i had no idea and she's like and it makes me think i'm looking around this room she's like all of you are somebody's hero she's like every single person in this room somebody's looking up to you somebody thinks you've got it figured out and she's like and what if that was like the way we lived our lives is that no matter what like somebody you may never know who they are you may never get to talk to them but like you are somebody's hero and you have to live your life like somebody is watching you and somebody you're somebody's role model and you're probably never going to meet them they're probably never going to come up to you and tell you and you just have to believe that and trust that, that like you being you you being out there is creating that space and giving people the permission and the comfort and the inspiration that they can be exactly who they are and it's going to be okay because you did it too and i feel like you know like you wearing your sparkles <laughs> Making, making your jokes, posting your social media videos. You know, we share these stories. Like, that's why we do it. Yeah. To me, that, like, that's what it's about. Yeah. And, you know, and that, for me, creates that safe mental space of, like, I'm just going to do me. Like, I get, I get one chance at this thing. I'm just going to do me. And, I mean, think about it. You know, I love that song by Eminem. It's like, it's like my mantra. If you had one shot one chance would you capture it and you're right you got one shot and every day every day since I started this video thing somebody sends me a message or posts something that says you inspired me I'm channeling my Glenda Baker with my stars on. Um, I saw this sequin outfit and it reminded me of you. Every day I try and be a better real estate agent, a better mom. I try and be an inspiration for somebody in my circle because you inspired me. If that doesn't validate that you're doing something right, mm -hmm. I mean... To the world, you know, you, you think like, oh, I'm one person. I'm that one speck. Mm -hmm. But to somebody, it's a huge impact into their life. And I just think every day I have the opportunity to impact, inspire, and inform people. And let your speck sparkle. Right. Exactly. Mine is not sand. I'm convinced that my sparkle is not sand. It's a sequin. 
It's I'm going to be a sequin in the world of sand. Okay. <laughs> it is. That's the truth. I am convinced that I love a sequin and sequins were meant for me. I, I mean, I, I can, I'm convinced they were invented for me to wear. And, you know, I never will forget, I met this guy, Todd Chrisley. Do you know who that is? Chrisley knows best. Oh, yeah. I was like, why do I know that name? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a hoot. Oh, my God. So he looked at one of my listings. And I wore my pink sequin cowboy boots to the showing. And he's leaving. He's getting ready. He's getting in his car. And he turns around. And he looks at me. He goes, can I ask you a question? And I said, of course. He goes, what in the world would possess you to wear pink sequin cowboy boots? And I looked at him. I said, it's Monday. And he goes, oh, God, what was I thinking? <laughs> of course you would wear your pink sequin cowboy boots on Monday. And I just thought to myself, like, where was he going with that? I just love that response. I mean, where to shut him down? <laughs> it's Monday. It's Monday. Like, don't you wear your pinks? Uh, maybe he does. Maybe he was looking for an excuse to wear his sequin cowboy boots. And you just gave it to and him. And I gave it to him. But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. I know. I mean, I remember those girls talking about me. I don't, you know, now I look back and I just think to myself, I can't believe that I was, that I cried that day, that I lost mm -hmm. one tear over that. I bet they've learned some lessons since then. I bet they've changed. They have. Yeah. I think they people, have. you get your experience. I've, I've said things before. Yeah. That I'm just like, oh, that's not who I am anymore. No. That's no. not who I am anymore. No. All right. But you know. It is not. I'm going to cry. Don't cry. I'm going to cry. Don't, pineapples are sweet, delicious, okay. positive right. fruits. Let's go. Let's go. Maybe I should get something with like a sequin pineapple on it. You should. You know, maybe we should get matching shirts. Yeah. <laughs> should we call the podcast Pineapple. <laughs> Let's like, oh Isn't that the swinger thing? It's the swinger thing I thought we decided. I can't remember what the swinger reference was at this point. Remember that if you have the pineapple in your basket, you're a swinger in your grocery basket? Don't you have that up here? No. Oh, yeah. In Atlanta, if you put the pineapple in the front of the basket, it means you're a swinger. And you're just going to the grocery store sending so, out signals? Yeah. Wow. I will never, or some innocent person is going to have a pineapple in their cart. I'm just going to mosey on up to them and be like, hi. <laughs> if you were in Atlanta, Georgia, it would totally make sense to you. I'm telling you, did I tell you I showed a swinger house? No. Oh my God. It was hilarious. I showed it. I know pineapple. I, we don't have time for that story. Well, I, what I was going to say is I actually think like... I, pineapple but we're gonna wrap this up just us no voicemail on our finale episode no! this is just you... us this is just us oh my god so you want me to tell you the story now i do <laughs> i mean i i'm there's this house and it's like a million two and it's a ranch in canton and i'm like canton canton i mean <laughs> a million dollar ranch in canton it's like a thousand i mean like seriously it's 40 miles north of atlanta okay and i'm like i don't get it they're running it as an Airbnb. The guy's making a hundred and twenty grand running this thing as an Airbnb. I'm like, well, let's go look at it because my people wanted to buy something. So we go out there, and the agent is there. And I swear to God, she looks like June Cleaver. 
I mean, she's got the football hair. She's buttoned up. I mean, she is tidy, and, you know, she's like 70 years old. And she goes, the seller is here. I'm like, okay, great. She goes, he was in a band in the 80s. I said, oh, okay. So, okay, I think I kind of get this. Comes out, and literally every stereotypical, like, visual you can think of, of a 1980s rock musician is this man. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? And um, so he's like, hey. And so it's, it's absolutely hilarious. I said, you know, I, said, I hear you were in a band. And he's like, yeah. And I said, and I hear that, like, you have a lot of a lot of guests that are in the music industry. I, you know, I'm just not really understanding, like, what is the draw? Oh, this, this house is legendary. I'm like, oh, my clients get there. The husband's a goat farmer. The wife is a CPA. I mean, these people are straight-laced like you cannot believe. A lot of money in goats. A lot of lots of money in goats, <laughs> yeah. obviously. So we walk in, and we're looking around, and I just don't get it. I, I'm still like, don't get it. And the wife leans over and she goes, "It's a fetish house." I'm like, "What?" She says, "It's a fetish house." There are 35 beds in this seven-bedroom house. So we get out to the back. We go down to the basement. There's a stage with a pole. And a throne. Ooh. There's a room, like a hidden room. I mean, you cannot even imagine. So I looked at the guy. I said, so you've got an event here tonight? And he goes, yeah. I said, what kind of event is it exactly? And he goes, it's a swinger party. And I'm like, really? And he goes, yeah, see that dock down there? We're going to put a bed out there. People will have sex outside, and everybody will watch them. I'm like, interesting. And my client turns around. She goes, Glenda, she goes, you sure you want to go to Florida? You could stay for the party. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, hmm. I said, I said, I got to tell you. I said, I'm thinking about canceling my trip just so I can <laughs> watch the action. So anyway, so, you know, we finish up. We go back upstairs, and we're leaving, and the guy says I said Turner thank you so much very nice to meet you and he says to me he goes you can come back anytime as my my guest <laughs> I'm taking everything I have not to like crack up I mean I'm mm -hmm. like dying because you know he's little he's like small you know tiny and I, I'm like this is not happening to me and my client goes yeah Glenda you can come back anytime you want to as his guest <laughs> So, yeah, that was the swinger house. So the pineapples were all through the house. I was just about to say, and did they serve pineapple? It was. It's like the pineapple door knocker. Really? Like, I cannot believe that you have never heard the universal sign for swinger is pineapple. I love that this is the note we're going out on this season. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I would share a pineapple with you any day. <laughs> I would. Glenda Baker, it has been an honor. It has been the privilege of my life. Can you believe to, it? To to share this fireplace setting with you. Can I you believe we're here? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah, I can actually. I really can. I swear I thought you were bullshitting. You thought I was bullshitting. I did. I thought when I thought when you when you came up with this, I thought, I think he's just thinking out loud. No, here's the reason I'm successful. I'm a doer. Yeah. I, I'm definitely a doer. Yeah. I'm not like a, 
oh, this would be cool one day. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I just do things. Yeah. I do things. It, 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 Stamatis is always in amazement. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, he's like, I actually get it now. Yeah. He's like, most people just talk about things they want to do. He's like, you just go outside and do them. I was like, yeah. I was like, talking about it's boring. Yeah. Well, and you, t- and you, I never forget, you called me, what, two weeks ago, three weeks mm-hmm. ago? You're like, are, you're sure we're going to do this, right? You're like, you're in it, right? I know. And I was like, yeah, of course. He's like, okay, good, because I've already confirmed the the team, the production team. So we're in this. I'll see you. It was like the bill just came. The bill just came. <laughs> yeah. Here we did it. Here we did it. All right, my love. All right. To next season. What are we going to talk about next season? I think we're going to have to have some guests. I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be our first guest? Uh, yeah, probably Michelle Obama or Oprah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Like, share, subscribe, rate, review. And somebody, if you know Oprah, tell her we'd love to have you as a guest. That's right. But you know what? I wonder, like, we've got to come up with a better ending. Okay. Well, we'll worry about that next season. I thought we were pretty consistent with pineapples. Like, share, subscribe. Subscribe? <laughs> yeah. We were really consistent, obviously. Bye. Bye.